3: Sometimes when you're tired, yeah you have like the funniest like mild sarcasm. Like just you'll just say what a thing what a person did and it's like so subtly undermining it so makes people me so will, happy.
4: I asked do you think people will be able to tell I'm really loopy and sleepy at this time and you said no. But clearly, Well now I, I betrayed man. you, right. Yeah. I betrayed you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I sort a, of led you to a conclusion that's and a then classic betrayed you.
4: Move is, yeah. If I'm tired, my jokes will be Oh, good. Adam took a sip of water. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it just left me to um, steer do myself. <laughs> Welcome to a joint project between myself, Michael Swain, and myself, Adam Ganser. And ourselves are called the One Upsmanship Good Time Video Game Boys. <laughs> you didn't know that, but that's our title. Yeah,
3: that's our full title. <laughs> We've title. abbreviated for your enjoyment,
4: but. Viscounts of Video Games. <laughs> And uh, today we're covering not the original, but the remast of Shadow of the Colossus, wh- which many uh, people—not many people, because it flopped—but it is considered a cult classic. So, what a lot of uh, hardcore gamers or gamers who stray off the AAA path consider a very fundamental game and uh, good. It's—it's often—it's
3: yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of those games that people regard. As and uh, critics
4: who care about video games as an artistic medium, which we do, because that's what that's what the sh- this show's about. You um, know that. You know that. Flocked to this game and analyzing this game because it was one of the earliest games that ha- was <laughs> felt artistic enough, for lack of a better word, to seriously unpack as like a piece of art. And uh, in fact, I wrote a cracked column way back in the day, ten games about that should be consider why video games should be considered art 10 examples and it was on there and that's not surprising so you know what i'm gonna say when we get to keep or delete but before we get there we have a long road to hoe and it is adam ganser Mm -hmm. player one this time yes it is adam's turn to do what we call the speed run a brief explanation of the game so let's pass that first checkpoint which in this game means Dying inevitably. Right. (laughs) Right. So let's all inevitably die. And
3: And our sword pointing to the way to redo the episode. (laughs) Right. Start that clock. Take us away, Adam Ganzi. Shadow of the Colossus is a 2005 third-person action-adventure game starring a boy we find out from Wikipedia is named Wander, uh, who brings his... Female friend, sister, girlfriend—who can tell? Wednesday
4: uh, Adams from the Adams family yes. in the remaster. She really, <laughs> she looks does like look it. like that.
3: <laughs> to a forbidden temple, having acquired a forbidden sword, asks a forbidden demon whether or not he might have be re- might get this woman reanimated. The demon says, "You must kill these sixteen colossi nice. uh, before I will revive this." woman Mm -hmm. so the rest of the game is you finding and then killing all these different colossi and there is more plot you find out at the end what what was actually going on or you find out some version of what was going on at least Um, but generally this game is a open world quiet pensive sort of sorrowful uh journey through the puzzle of killing giant Creatures who really didn't do anything to you other than they stood in your way when you were trying to reanimate your, I'm going to say, girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and otherwise, 2005, it was heralded by critics, it was panned by people who buy games. And remade recently was it 2018? Do you mean that they didn't? I mean they didn't buy it. It? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Or I was wondering
4: if you did research and saw
3: like just people who fucking hated this game. I just mean in terms of sales, it was panned. Yes. Uh, It was remade in 2018, very faithfully, but also very majestically. That is the version I played. Yep. Um, And it is available. It was available on PS2. Now it's available on PS4. Is that the clock? Stop that that clock. Okay I want those extra seconds. I'm sorry taken off. yeah, they'll yeah. be deducted. We
4: will die inevitably and get sucked back to the beginning, which arguably might reset you slightly in time if you fail to kill colossi- it yeah as with a lot of uh, things that are considered minimalist and mysterious and intriguing by yeah. critics,
3: there are multiple possible interpretations of a lot of the things in this. This game is very open to it's very subjective in a in a lot of ways. I'd yes. argue
4: although.
3: It's one of the okay, most we subjective gotta, games. We gotta, yeah, yeah, but you got to do your rant. Pass that checkpoint. The checkpoint's basically a broken idol, and another whispering demigod. Um, oh yeah, let's listen to Dorman, a
4: voice in Dorman, our head, yeah. uh, inspire us to murder yet again. <laughs> As Michael saying, Michael Swam, I can't pronounce my own goddamn mm-hmm. name. Player two, you can call me round these parts. Mm. Begins his rant. Player two, ramp again. Oh, that's me. Okay. Well, I played Shadow of the Colossus, The Ridge, and the remaster, but I've always, since we started this podcast, wanted to discuss it. I did find it... It felt like discovering Arrested Development early on and actually watching it week by week on television because I would like sit alone in my dorm at whatever weird time it was on and my ten dorm mates would be like, We're going to drink or like do something life affirming and maybe touch each other's butts and stuff. Right. And I'm like, Interested? That all sounds amazing, but I have to watch this. And it did feel like a little secret for me. And Shadow of the Colossus very much felt like that. I didn't play Ico. So. This is a sequel to Ico. Like Wes Anderson, Fumito Ueda, the designer, uh, lead designer on this game, has a very strong artistic voice that is kind of tonally similar from game to game. Sure. He's got three so far. Ico, then comes Shadow of the Colossus, then most recently The Last Guardian. Like 10 years
3: later. Yes. A long time later.
4: Yeah, he's not Wes Andersony in that sense. Right. He takes his, he his really time. He really takes his time, yeah. Um, but I do appreciate the tone that he always achieves, and I didn't play Iko, as I said. I played it right after Shadow of the Colossus, but having played Shadow first... It just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I think it evokes, and and deserves a lot of credit for this, and I know the design team was inspired, it evokes the exact feeling that Zelda Breath of the Wild evokes, Yeah, that everyone gives it so much credit for. And just as it was in Breath of the Wild, yes, when I saw the dragon for the first time in the sky, I felt weirdly moved in like a Hayao Miyazaki way, where it's like, I'm briefly in another world. Yeah. It's not good. It's not bad. It just feels mysterious. And maybe sorrowful.
3: Yes. You know?
4: And Shadow of the Colossus also captured that tone so many years earlier that as a kid playing your standard PS2 game, I was like, I discovered the Rembrandt of video games and all my fucking gamer friends are too dumb to get it. You know, it felt again like a secret fucking idiots! Yeah. Like like the joy of like, no, I understand why beautiful Joe is innovative (laughs) or like, um, shadow felt like that. And I knew it was going to be important to my understanding of gaming as a medium. As I played it the first time, it's one of the few games where I was like, I will always think about this game and compare it to other games And not just for its uh, innovations. It also has weird imbalanced flaws that we'll get to. Mm. But I better wrap my rant up. So I shall. Going through the pipe, giving it to Adam.
3: Yeah. So full disclosure, this is a game that Mike asked me to play to cover on this podcast. Now, I had heard of it, uh, but I never played it in its original time period. I, I played it in this remake. I can say that I feel like I had a similar experience that I would have had in 2005. Like the way the remaster was done, I think created the the possibility of a modern gamer, like a current day gamer, to still experience the feelings you would have encountered in 2005 when you played the game for the first time. I feel
4: like every like every major innovation like this, sorry to interrupt, it'll be short, um, it does lose some impact of... I'm sure you know that's what true, I mean. you know I'm sure what that's I mean. true. I can't like Star Wars as much as people. I'm supposed to like it, no. but I'm like, if I saw it in 1979 in theaters, I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would like I bet. it that much. I bet
3: this game has a few. I, I also want to just tip my hat to a few like cool personal things. Mm. So like the landscape of this world that they built is very Asian, and I loved it for that. Like there was just like details in the way the hills are and stuff that I saw in a bus. Outside of Changsha when I was mm-hmm. twenty, like yeah. and it was like and it was like wow, it's just like that. It's like really blows your mind with
4: different kinds of plant life and stuff. Different,
3: yeah. yeah. It's not exactly that, but it definitely is. It's definitely a different ecology in subtle ways. Yeah, and it's really cool, and it really transported me back to that. Um, that is incalculably valuable for me. It's like I just loved it for that reason. Um, I think this game is a great tone, a great concept a a meaningful outing and good idea for a game designer I think it's kind of a whatever game I think the game is eh um, I think everything about it structurally is cool I think again this is another Excel spreadsheet game to me everything about it when you put it on a spreadsheet is like that's a really good idea the experience of it is like pretty good it's fine it's not amazing to me it's fine Um, there are things that are amazing about it and I will definitely acknowledge them when the right time comes, but like, I want to preface it and say, I'm not enamored with this game the way everyone else that I have encountered seems to be. Um, I thought the story ultimately was a little bit of a letdown and mostly because I feel like it doesn't give you clear feelings, you know, like, and I, and I mean at the end, I don't mean throughout, I mean, at the end, you don't really know what happened. And I think that's a little bit of a problem for this game. Like, not a huge problem, but a little bit of a problem. Um, I think there is no experience that I can compare the first four or five Colossi or Colossi to, like it's a unique experience in video games that still I can't think of a better version of it. That alone is incredible. It's been 14 years, and I, I still can't think of a better boss fight than some of these boss fights in this game, that's amazing. Um, it makes me rethink how much I love Breath of the Wild. Well, you better really like it because that's all there is. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is, is all it is, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. it makes like me... you said. There's ways in which you can consider it almost a tech demo, which is right. Weird. Yeah, like, like it's very minimalist.
3: This game definitely inherited some of its some of its tone and strategy from Ocarina of Time. But then again, it's clear to me Zelda borrowed again from this. Like I totally they, agree. they definitely loaned to each other. I think sure.
4: one of the big revelations I hope people get from this episode, and it sounds like we had that same observation yeah. at the remaster, was like this is an important sub dialectic in the in the Zelda franchise. Yes, very much, so. they've informed each other, and it sort of warped the direction of Zelda and vice versa. Breath,
3: like what the thing you love about Breath of the Wild, if you have not played this game. You're probably gonna love it about this game too. Mm. I would argue. Yeah. Um, not not all of the things, but but Breath of the Wild is more than this game, mm-hmm. but it is also everything great about this game. That's probably enough for now. All right. Yeah.
4: Let's succumb yet again to the demonic voice that urges us
3: to kill. Game on! <laughs> game on! Game on! Uh, how did you feel about the acting in this game? Well, it's there's not a lot of it, but it, but where there is, it's pretty good. Yes, I
4: it's think really it's compelling, very good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say I think one way to start would be there's so few plot elements. We could just get out of the way and discuss our interpretations. Like what is the plot? Because the plot is only the beginning, the middle, of the end, and the end yes. is there are no other enemies except these bosses. Ride to where they are, kill them, ride to the next one, kill them, you know. So the plot is dispensed basically in two chunks. And
3: there's a, ne- there's an there's a minimal setup. number of elements. There's yeah. an opening setup that's about five minutes. There's a cut scene you get after you kill the twelfth Colossi where you find out there are other people that are coming oh, to this temple that's right, to stop village. you from doing this. Yeah. And then there's the ending.
4: Yes, and I will say that I'm at an advantage only because I've liked this game for so long that I've researched it a bit, and I know Fumita sure. uh considers it a prequel to Ico, which I've also played through, and knowing that makes it much clearer. Is um, Iko worth playing? Oh, I think is even better, personally. <gasps> wow, um, okay. Because this is a very good game. Another thing that is very f- interesting to me is that he's repeatedly said in interviews that the design team's goal, it is the way modern art, or at least there was an era of modern art that was obsessed with minimalism. Sure. And they said our goal, the thing we thought would be innovative would be, why does there have to be rings and you exchange rings for red orbs and the red orbs increase the rate at which enemies drop boobahs and there's a thousand goombas, but there's also, you know, they said, how many elements can you remove and it's still a game? Because we feel that there's a trade-off between the more elements that sort of in a Brechtian way pull you out of the game because you go like, I need 18 more rings before yeah. I can buy the thing. Yeah. You strategize your inventory. Sure. They said like, we wanted to see what if you pushed it all the other way, full immersion. You're not thinking about items. You're not thinking about your HUD, blah, blah, blah. And I will argue, I think in Colossus they pushed it to a fault. The game is sometimes boring, especially getting to the boss – when there's nothing, you know, there's no activities between you and going to the boss. You're just going there. Um,
3: God, see, like I, I I'm going to contradict myself a little bit here. I actually don't think it's boring that much. Okay. Now you sat Good. with me while I was very frustrated with a colo- with a particular Colossi. Mm-hmm. Like you saw that part, which was probably the lowest point I had with that game. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I would argue that it's not boring that often. What it really is, is bad controls. Like, that's the main flaw of this game is that the controls are bad. Well, the uh, dynamic, if you haven't played it, is got
4: to climb these colossi and attack certain points. And in order to climb them, you have uh, basically the only bar you care about is your, like, how long can you hold on bar. Right. Which, <laughs> which it, again, that's depletes. not a bad
3: dynamic. It's, it's literally the button is not that responsive. The mm-hmm. character is very floaty. And the camera is not where you need it to be. It's like, it's those three things. If, if those things were different, mm-hmm. this game would be a perfect game maybe. Mm-hmm. Like it's that big of an impact for me that it's like, oh, this is not fun to play. The playing of it is bad. Or, right. or just not very good. Well, like- also
4: while I was there, you were saying, and I ended up agreeing with you that it was a very small team. It was made on a small budget. Sure. And for what they had, I do think it makes an outsized artistic impact for big what time. they're working with. Absolutely. But at the same time, you could argue that you only need 11 colossi, but they didn't want their game to be that short, so they added doubles. They wanted to charge doubles. 60 bucks, right. Right, right. Because I was like, oh, have you fought the snake? And you're like, which snake? There's like three snakes. And I was like, they really should all be different. Every boss yeah. fight should have been different. There's there two have been lions. Repeats. Yeah.
3: There's a. There is like three or four humanoids. Yeah. There's three snakes. I think there's at least... One bird, maybe two. Well, we argued about whether the bird um, is a snake. <laughs> but, no, there's a, si- a sky snake. Well, there's and a, a sea serpent, snake. There's a, a sea sand snake. snake
4: that can also temporarily be in the sky. Right. There's a sand snake. Um, also, I think it's important to point out, like you said, the the sheer size of the enemies, and maybe boredom is being used properly in this context because often boredom is good for setting up a big impact. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting how you go and go and go. You don't see anything except like little birds. You know, that's like the only animal
3: life you'll see. Yeah, butterflies and those little lizards, yeah.
4: And you finally get there and you see the largest enemy you've ever seen rendered in a computer engine. You didn't even know it could physically render things that large. Yeah. And uh, I do. I think, aside from the Link connection, the Link Link, there's also a connection to God of War, I think, carries on yeah. that tradition. Well, that's the next time I remember is, I forget which one, I think it might be two, but it might be three, God of War, where you are on top of Atlas and his whole back is a level. And the background, you can see him walking while you're going through the level on his back. And that took me right back to Shadow of the Colossus. And there is something about, we even talked about it in the Super Mario World episode, the Bullet Bills being big.
3: Yeah, they are big. It's cool when you see a big freaking thing in a game. It really is. The first God of War, same year as Shadow of the Colossus. Interesting. interesting? And I
4: think God of War accomplished a similar thing where you were like, even in God of War 1, You'd fight the
3: Hydra and be like, "Hydra's fucking huge." Yeah, I didn't Holy realize shit. we could make yeah. big bosses like this. I, I, I mean, that was a thing that started probably in Super Mario World, I imagine, or or whenever. Who cares? It doesn't matter when it started. Yeah. But like, it was a trend that never got old in video games for a while. And I feel like Shadow of the Colossus did it the best out of all the mm. games I can think of. No, and it's still a trend, you know? like
4: uh, from software games. You'll oh, they do like, it well, too. Yeah. Everyone is a human, but because this guy's the boss at the end of the level, he's like nine foot five. There's no yeah. explanation for at why, least. Yeah. but it's like how good you are at fighting makes
3: your body like swell up physically bigger. <laughs> well, and, But the thing that's really cool about this game is that you have to navigate the physical being's size. The only way you can kill these things is by like, Essentially, acting the way a bug acts, you know, like mm-hmm. where we have to climb the thing at the right time and stay, stay a hold of it while it shakes you off, and like, and that's like a f- just a fun way to do. They made a puzzle out of a boss, it's and a it's really cool, boss
4: and a level simultaneously. Yeah, and it reminds you again of Breath of the Wild of the physics puzzles you encounter yes. in the temples. It feels kind of like that. Yes. Also, something I discovered while researching that for this, Ico was the first game to have. Keyframe animations Applied to video games Oh And now that I think about it You totally notice It is Interesting It's such an important Behind the scenes Artistic decision Because in Ico You're both kids But it's still A horned boy And a pale woman Who doesn't speak and you're leading her through puzzles and danger. And it's like a never-ending escort mission. And usually I hate escort missions, but it's balanced so but well that good. this one doesn't feel awful. That's um, mostly what they do. But you have to, like, call her over. You have to hold her hand, right. find things for her to climb up. And uh, as, as you do, in retrospect, I realize, yeah, there's something special about the fact that when you press the hold hand button her hand would almost like a ragdoll get sucked to your hand and they just join at the point. You know, it feels so crisp and blah, blah, blah. And a ton of games use keyframe animation now, which is basically, if you're unfamiliar with the term, rather than you would say, when they press X, do this animation. Like in Ico, he swings a board. And that animation is set and it can't, the computer can't change it. It can just have it happen. Right. This, gotta, this changed the way games are constructed such that you can say... For example, I'm sorry, I have From Software on the Mind because Sekiro just came out and I've been playing it. And in Sekiro, you can counter a stab move by stepping on the blade and pushing it into the ground. Even though there's a window of time in which to do that, the and the animation would therefore not match up, and in old games, you would have things where, like, the spear goes through his foot, but it basically does it. Thanks to keyframe animation, the computer can instead be told, no, If the if they input the right command his foot and the blade should touch and go towards the ground and the computer can procedurally make that animation. And apparently Ico was the first game to implement that and I can't believe it was like an indie producer that first put keyframe animation into gaming.
3: It's it's very clear to me that the people who are behind the Shadow of the Colossus are people who care very much about the feelings you get from images. They're really, really good at that everything about it is specific and well thought out every single thing and part of why it's so good is cuz it's very contained mm-hmm. it's a very small game really yeah you know like yeah it's a big world kind of but it isn't really you know yeah. cuz it's like it's it's 16 small little levels that's all it really is and yeah. um the Colossi don't even look... I, I, how am I supposed to say this word? Colossi? Colossi, you got it. Okay, You've been I'm second-guessing myself now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Colossi all have a similar vibe, and aesthetic that is, feels cool. Um, and even those choices were good because they're kind of oh, evil-looking, but they're, they're also great. kind of not. That And that's like, part of the sorrowful feel yes, is the
4: story is very clearly set up for you to not know...
3: If this is a good thing to do or are not. Are
4: these evil things... Or are they of animal intelligence? Is this like yeah. I'm just stabbing an elephant in the head and it didn't do anything to me? Because that's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: it does. You want? I don't think you're supposed to feel good about killing the colossi
4: till the end. Where I feel the interpretation is, they were the devil's souls. Yes, split they were. into sixteen pieces. So yes. they were always evil, but the game didn't let you know that till after you already kind of felt bad for them.
3: <laughs> I think just the amount of violence you're doing to them feels bad. Yeah, like, it feels like, like you're stabbing, stabbing a him. blue whale in yeah, the eye. It does, yeah. and I. But that's on purpose. Yeah, and like, uh, and, and they're like
4: made of like shaggy black hair and rune stones yeah. cobbled together. Yeah, really yeah. Cool. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, and like weird armor. They're all like, like partially armored. But
4: whoever's giving them their armor advice sucks because they're like. <laughs> Left leg fully armored. Right leg, you're gonna want some good climby hair <laughs> right,
3: down, dangling right. down. It's like it was. It's like if somebody was like a movie armorer for them. Like, listen, that side's not gonna be on camera. Don't worry, kid. <laughs> yeah. You don't need an elbow armor. You don't need it. Uh, I
4: love the humanoid one. I think he's called the King.
3: There's like four of them. Where
4: you're in like an underground pit and you have yeah. to keep ducking through the windows in the and the surrounding area. And he area. tries to grab, he tries it. To grab at yeah. you there are just some moments that feel epic and mythic very much so and uh i think you're on to something i also think this design team is very concerned with blurring the line between film and gaming i mean like eliminating game game elements until they almost have a film
3: (laughs) this is the first game i've played other than psychonauts that i was like this is a perfect game for mike Mm. like it's perfect for you it's exactly what you want to do in a game and it's exactly it's really good Although, All if you've things.
4: played neither, those games aren't tremendously similar. Listen. They're not no,
3: similar, no. but they both are in your wheelhouse. Okay. Like, uh, that's what I was thinking. When I was playing, I was like, I know exactly why Mike likes this. This is like yeah. right on. Now, I I did really like it, um, but I, 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 I have to keep saying oh, it because it really matters. Oh, yeah, if it really
4: wasn't boredom, what did you not like about it?
3: It's the controls.
4: Oh that's right that's but right. But like yeah, they're finicky they are really finicky. They're
3: not just finicky because <laughs> I, I, I do want to harp on this and I know people are going to be like fuck you dude. I don't care. Well it,
4: it's when I say I think people oh my god they're going to come at me so hard. Yeah. I think from games have bad controls. I think they're I am a fairly lot loose. snappier. And I know people will just go get good get good at game. So that's I, uh, that, what they're going to say to you about this. Just be my prepared. My response
3: to that is, like, I don't I don't need your ego man. shit. I don't need that. Fuck like, you, Christian Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, I don't need your ego <laughs> shit. Uh, I don't care. I Like, the game, like, there are times you cannot see where you're supposed to go. And, like, not because you can't see because uh, it's hard. You can't see because the game's designed badly. Like remember how in Super now Mario? Now are you talking about the
4: light that shines off your sword that directs you where to go? No,
3: that's I'm gonna get to that. Okay, I, I, I'm talking about like for instance in the very last Colossi, uh, where well, you're, if it's singular. It's, it's colossus, a colossus. I know. <laughs> get don't at me. Uh, <laughs> like you have to jump from hand to hand. Mm-hmm. You have to leap from hand yeah. to hand, and then he's like brings you over to his well, shoulder it's and whatever. The
4: hardest one intentionally. It's yes, the last but it's one. not
3: hard because of the choice you have to make or the button pressing. or the puzzle you have to. Th- Figure out. That's a little hard, but it's hard because you can't complete the jump because the camera doesn't show you where to fucking go. <laughs> sure, the yeah, camera won't enough, get yeah. where it needs to get, and then the control is not responsive. So like you're floaty, like it's like know, a leap of faith type thing. Yeah, but it's not a good one. Like again, if you, if you take exactly that scenario in a Zelda game. It wouldn't be that big of a problem. Or a Mario game or not a Nintendo game. So many other brands that are just have better controls. That's true. It's and a I, huge problem. Did you
4: play Last Guardian? I did I have
3: the same problem, I thought. Oh, I th- very floaty. I
4: thought it had the same problem, but they suppressed gameplay even more so yes. that it was less felt. And but I that's believe like a- continuing their evolution towards like they want to make movies that are games but still movies. Last Guardian and this is praise, but I also, there's more to it than that, but we probably won't unpack it fully. Sure. I felt like, oh, that's the first game I played that felt like I played a brand new Pixar movie. It felt like going to a Pixar movie to me, and I'm just going to put that
3: there. I don't need to unpack it I liked too Last much, Guardian, but... uh, the pieces of it I've played. I, I believe they're evolving. This game was better, I thought. As I said, I, I think
4: they're interested in playing with the line between sure. making like... sure epic fantasy film and because of what's interesting about last guardian is the gameplay is again you have an escort but it's more like you are the escort because the thing that you're with is stronger than you and needed to beat all the puzzles so you're actually trying to convince it to do what you want you can't control it
3: right cool like i think that's a clever idea and al- i like
4: it they always wrap a game around one clever idea and it's really good that Toys with the idea of interactivity itself, and I admire that. It is
3: a it is a formula. It's a formula in its own way. But well, I mean, like we've it. lauded Nintendo for essentially doing the same thing. Yeah, you know, like uh, so. I'm not. I, I I'm not getting self righteous about that. I just think the game play and control, like those, like if those things get in the yeah. way of a simple experience like this, it's a huge problem.
4: Something else I want to say is, and I don't believe it. But in the same it which is the Wikipedia entry, so people go correct Wikipedia if this is bullshit. But in the ICO Wikipedia currently also says that ICO is the first game to have in engine bloom lighting effects. Like diffusion. Okay. Meaning the way light a light, a night light or like a street lamp looks in the fog. And one of my this is a bizarre complaint, but I feel like people who discovered it in two thousand five and feel this way will feel me like It looks so good now, and the engine can make everything so photorealistic that they like deleted all the fog. The original version, because they wanted a vast feeling area, but the box could not render very far. So they fogged it out. Fogged it out, and it actually... Again, this will come out after the Resident Evil one, so we just covered Resident Evil, where I also have this feeling... And maybe it's the same thing where no, I'm wrong. It was a failing, but I felt like the fog added to the town, and not having the fog hurts the game. Now I can't say because the I didn't engine play it looks then. too good. I wish that the engine still looked that good. I'm not against graphical enhancement. Sure but i wish they had not made the sky perfectly clear i wish they realized that the fog and the diffusion of light through the fog was part of what worked
3: do you when you wander the earth looking for the colossi yeah. uh, well, that's do after you get the a podcast feeling of time. yeah right. <laughs> do you do you get a sort of feeling of uh both sort of like a wow is it like a, like like a pensive slightly wistful feeling is that mm-hmm. what you get yes i got that exact feeling Yes, so it's working. Yeah, I just
4: think a weather system would have enhanced it even further. I guess is all well, I'm really getting at. That's fair.
3: I mean, um, I, I, especially I, I, I'm because
4: I mean, when you're talking about like Red not, Dead not Two, Breath of
3: the Wild's weather system.
4: Red Dead Two, to me, is half of the enjoyment. Is it's the most advanced lighting diffusion and shading engine that we have thus far. It's funny that you bring it that makes game it up. Gorgeous, and I uh, thought that they made the remaster of Shadow the Colossus look as crisp and clean as possible Yeah, and overdid it slightly. I yeah. would have been like, now mess it up, put in some clouds and some fog sure. and
3: shit. It's funny that you bring that game up because I, there's a part of me that really wished I had played this game before I played Red Dead 2. Because the horse works yes. in Red Dead 2? And the horse doesn't work in this game no, like it's horse supposed sucks. to. Well, Again, that's I think mean, like it's huge worse problem. than a Zelda like, horse. To, it's, way yeah. worse, yeah. Part of it is that they insist on taking over the camera and yes. forcing you to look where they want you to look. Cinematic mode automatically kicks in if you start riding too far, too long. But you don't... You can't take your hands off the control and just watch it. That's what Red Dead right. did that was you so You find good. yourself actually fighting the computer for control of where the camera is. Right. It's Again, it's like you want to give them credit. Like, cool ideas, guys... Well, but they, like they're sure very they frustrating. There's no enemies, so may as well take Whatever. over the camera. Yeah, let us It'll do be cool. Shit, yeah. yeah. Let's do some It'll shit. It'll look and, pretty. And I'm like, yeah. Well, and maybe again, maybe it's cuz I'm 2019 guy. Like that might be the problem. You know, like it, maybe 2005 Adam like, would have I've I've been played, fine with this, you know. I'm
4: sorry. I'm accustomed to a higher class of virtual equine. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just hard for me to You know it's The level of horse To
3: which I become accustomed I don't even get to choose Any of his stats <laughs> Yeah I don't get to like Feed him Pet him Brush him I don't nothing. know his name Yeah Argo no. I believe is his name Really Yeah I believe that's right Argo fuck yourself Okay <laughs> Yeah uh, I, I know that I'm being petty And like some The fans of this game Are gonna get hurt But like I do think it matters I do think that stuff matters
4: No do you man You know That's your role on this show Yeah just Be, just be the petty shitty one Petty <laughs> no. shitty guy Depends no, what game it is.
3: But I think like, I don't think there's any value in venerating a game and forgiving all its flaws because it's so good right. at the things it's good at. Right. Especially when one of those things isn't how the game plays. Right. You know? Um, But that, I've really sort of, the only other th- complaint that I have, and I'll move on from this, is I think the sword mechanic is equally clumsy I think it's a good idea, like using the sword light reflection to tell Again, you where to go. Again, as they
4: said, they wanted to avoid you interacting with the map too much because it takes you out of the immersion.
3: That's a Wonderful thing. idea. Yeah. Wonderful idea. Yeah, because you don't really need the map. Like, yeah. what do you even need it for? The idea is really good, but it has the same problem. Again, I wish I'd played this after Red Dead 2 or before because it doesn't... You, the horse basically goes the direction that you're pointing the sword. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly steering into shit that you have to stop, get more space, Get the light to go the right way. You know what I mean? It's just not a intuitive way to do this. That's enough. Your legs
4: want to be doing different stuff than your hands are doing. Right. And which is the a controls do thing. not support that. They it is nowadays, but at that time the uh, controls
3: were not as supportive. No, first person shooters did this.
4: Run around one direction, aim a different well, one. Well, yeah, Halo. I mean you can drive the tank and also look around, but right. I would just argue that that's four specific, games. Four years earlier. Specific to horsemanship. Um I'm sure. Red Dead Two is something special definitely it's Uh, so easy to ride the horse
3: and shoot a bird out of the sky it's just very polished they have way more money definitely (laughs) and that does that does matter yeah but i want to, and i might be wrong but i want to say that you could shoot an arrow off your horse in ocarina of time am i wrong i think you could
4: yeah you can no you definitely can
3: yes they had exactly the control scheme i wanted the sword to be Um, with that
4: Shooting arrow off your horse in Ocarina is also frustrating. Is it not? Is it it's the same not way? like easy to do. Okay. Yeah. So maybe um, we just
3: didn't figure out horse mechanics. But it, I, would,
4: I would argue that the horse in Ocarina overall still works a
3: lot better than the horse well, in you Shatter. could also summon him. I mean, you could do that in this game too, but like with a, with a flute, it's the best. You can't take that away from it. It's a right. fucking Ocarina. Adam, it's in the title. Isn't it in the flute family? in the flute family. You know
4: flautists murdered my mother in front of me. Why are you doing this to me? Flautists!
3: She should have had all those negative comments about woodwinds.
4: (laughs) A number four and a half reed (laughs) slit her throat and she crumpled in a filthy alley. That's when I swore to become Loot Man! (laughs) The flute destroyer. (laughs) Uh, Flout the Flutist. I want to give a rundown of what I'm pretty sure the plot is and see if you oh, think really it's curious. interesting or not. Yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> I only have one complaint about the plot, but do your sure. thing. Sure. So in this game,
4: and yeah, interrupt if you're like, I interpreted that differently because yeah. I think that's what's interesting. But my interpretation of this game's story in a vacuum is a kid shows up with a corpse of a lady somewhere he's not supposed to be. Yes. He makes a deal with a demon, starts killing these things, yes, and then... Stole the sword, right? Nothing really happens till the end, but then at the end, the elders of the village he originates from come and explain everything. And it's not too long. What they basically say is, Dorman is this evil demon. You've seen Fern Gully. (laughs) We trapped him here. There were all these magical seals. You idiot kid. The only thing that can break the seals is a sword. That's why it's a forbidden artifact no one's supposed to touch. You defied what we said. We told you, I'm sorry your wife or girlfriend is dead, but there's nothing we can do. You heard this rumor that this would work. You fucking stole the sword. You came to the place you're not supposed to come. Wander, you piece of shit. That's why you're a demon now. And then after killing the 16th demon, basically every time you kill a a colossi, their evil energy enters your body, yet you persist out of love or dedication or something. So at the end, when all 16 enter your body... You take on, like, a pale complexion with blue veins. You grow devil horns. And the implication is the evil demon tricked you. Yeah. It, it only just wanted control of your body. Definitely. Or it will keep up its end of the bargain. I think it does because she does wake up from death. But it always intended to, like, devour you uh, because it needs a host so it can break the spell and be in the world again. So it, you get killed by the priests or elders of your village. But they it, cast a spell. It no longer needs your body, so you're just dead, but it like bursts out of your body and you see it and it's literally just like a devil made of black smoke with the it, big horns. It looks like the villain in Fantasia. Hellboy horns, yeah. yeah. If Hellboy's still had his horns. And uh, then they go... You badly pilot it. They go, oh, you get to play as it, which I actually think... Also very clever. They knew that if you're going to do this, you want to be a at Colossus the end once, for yeah. at least five minutes, you control a Colossus, which that is, is very brilliant. Good idea. Bad controls, but good. The idea. Controls suck. And it's not yeah. a fun part to play. Yep. So, yeah. But, Huge problem. But yeah. but conceptually, you're like, that's smart. great idea on a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah.
3: Love it. And also liked how it was visually.
4: Yes. Um, so the people who we now realize are essentially the good people. And you were kind of the asshole the whole time because you let the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. Um, cast a last-minute spell that puts a force field over this entire area and breaks the bridges leading to it. So now it's even more sealed, and Dorman can't get out. And that's all well and good, but you're dead. The end. And then post-credits is the woman who's never spoken does wake up, gives birth to a baby who has horns, and lives happily ever after with the horse in this area that she can now never leave because it's magically sealed. But I guess you're supposed to feel good that, well, he wanted to sacrifice his life to save his wife and child, and he did. They live. But they live this kind of weird, solitary life in this dome they can never leave.
3: I didn't think it was his child. I thought he was reborn as that baby. Oh, that's an interesting interpretation. For some reason.
4: Because he had the same horns. But he only... Here's what's interesting and why, to me, the whole key to the whole thing is... Because of the release sequence, I assumed this was a sequel to Ico, and that this Definitely. is the Ico kid grown up. Definitely. Because in Ico, you're a kid with horns who has a little girlfriend who is, like, pure white. It's not. It's a prequel. It's a prequel. And now it actually does fully make sense to me. Because in Ico, the plot of Ico is, a kid is born in a village, and he happens as a genetic, like, random chance to have horns. But this village tells a tale eons ago of a guy who almost destroyed the world by making a pact with the devil, and when he did, horns appeared on his head. Yep. So now they hate anyone who's born with horns and they go and throw them into this pit. Yep. So Iko is you're thrown into a pit, you wake up, you find a girl who's trapped in there, and an unrelated demon called the Queen. Right. Is trying to suck her life essence out to keep herself alive. It's always you're fighting a demon it's, it's, and you beat them. This is very Zelda esque. Yes. it's like it's iterative. And in Ico, except so what's interesting is Ico's totally different gameplay. You don't fight any colossi. I think that's you cool just too. solve puzzles, pushing and pulling puzzles, and you eventually escape from the castle and live happily ever with that girl. But of course, it's hella confusing if you try to connect that as. Then how did she die and why did she come back? Why did he come back to that place? Right. And why is are his horns gone, but then they grow back?
3: Right. And it's, is
4: that that kid? No. That's the ancestor of that kid that made it taboo in his culture to have horns.
3: Or, or sort of what you might call a spiritual ancestor. Yes. The way that Link isn't descended from all Links. There's just a Link every once in a while. And one of my greatest
4: right. gripes with the Zelda story is Link is always the same and does the same thing. I think it's really cool to have a Link-like world where... One time, Link's a young boy who's like simple and kind-hearted. One time, Link is an adult who's seen some shit, and he's a man on sure. a mission, and he will make a deal with the devil. Link is still
3: whatever that soul is. There's more still range be shaped by the circumstances. Yes. Yeah. I okay, so I kind of I, I didn't know about Iko at all. I mean, I knew that it was a game. I'd know I I knew that, but right. uh, so for me, the ending didn't matter. Yeah, like for me, the game was over when she woke up. Like, the baby was like, okay, so he's reborn as a baby, and they just stay there. Like, as a, as a narrative independent of Ico, it's not very satisfying. I would not. I'm sorry, but
4: as someone who's gone to therapy about issues with power dynamics yeah. and the relationship and the mothering instinct. Sure. How fucking weird would it be for your wife to give birth to you and now... You love her like a wife, but she's also your biological mother, literally. If
3: that's what we think happened.
4: I thought the reason he was so dead set on not letting her die is because she was pregnant with his child when she died.
3: But we that, don't see any evidence of her pregnancy. Other than that she
4: gives birth to a child. Other than that
3: there's a baby that she discovers in the well. The baby's not next to her. The baby's in a well. It's like
4: an immaculate. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it's magic. It's clearly magic.
4: And, and he has said, I'm the kind of storyteller where it's both or neither.
3: Like I assume, we left
4: it unanswered, so it's not like there's a right interpretation.
3: Well, and I also think that we are really quick to say that the demon is evil just because the village fears it. And I'm not sure that's true. Like I, I mean, certainly the vil- the demon didn't wasn't honest with him. Like, there's a bit of Faust's bargain in that sense. And
4: it's made of black smoke, and but all I think I'll it's, say is... I
3: think it's challenging us with that. I think that's like... Maybe. It looks evil, in but Ico, is it
4: evil? In Ico, the black smoke monsters also exist. The yeah. exact same ones that are in this. Yeah. And they're fucking assholes, dude. Okay. And they're constantly <laughs> trying to drag a young girl. They're
3: real shitty oh, black like, smoke monsters, If you played dude. Ico,
4: you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you hate them so much. Yeah. And... All they do all day is try and drag a screaming, struggling child into a portal to get her life essence drained by a vampire. So they're bad. Those are evil ones. Yeah, those yeah. guys are evil.
3: <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying like, this is a game that is putting good and evil on a pretty unclear scale. Yes. right? Because like, like, you can make the case, and not in a Rolling Stone sympathy for the devil way, but that Dormin is basically... Just advocating for himself. Uh, and like, like and wants freedom. gave this guy what he asked for. Like right. this guy wanted her to live again. He did want and gave him a whole new life. And it's not like, like he lied and said,
4: and then I'll be good. Like he right. said, this is a deal with the devil.
3: If you do this, I'll do this. Right. And he abided Are by you the sure? deal. Yeah. Yeah. Are <laughs> you sure you want this? Okay. Yeah, and then helps you when you can't figure out how to fucking tackle that snake monster. Well, also, there's something
4: about horns imagery because right. The Last Guardian also has horns. Right, He's definitely trying to challenge or flip. Like, I think he just thinks it's cool, the idea that uh, something with horns isn't necessarily demonic. He's well, trying to flip that imagery. Yeah, I like. think
3: the Colossi in general... God, I said it wrong every time. The Colossi in general are meant to be a rebuke to our our visual prejudices about what's good and evil. I think that's the best thing about the game, quite honestly, is like the Colossi are basically Uh innocent. Even if they're made of demon smoke, like as creatures, they're basically innocent. What are they doing out there that's hurting anybody? Well, it's like if you split Voldemort.
4: Well, it's like asking, are the Horcruxes that Voldemort's soul are in, are they evil or are they just an object? Well, they're doing evil things. The Horcruxes aren't. Yeah, they are.
3: Are they the Tom Riddle diaries? Like mind warping people? Oh, well, I uh, them. the Horcrux on the back of what's it, Quiggle's? I thought they were just whatever. random objects they had to cool. find, like a scavenger hunt. Okay. No, they're all alive, and they're all causing some. And Assassins corrupts them and turns y- them evil. At least some of them are alive and doing evil things. So I guess the question yeah. is,
4: when Dorman splits his soul into the sixteen Colossi. Do the class I still represent Dorman's intent or moral orientation? They don't. Which there's not nearly to. enough evidence to answer, but that's an interesting philosophical question.
3: No. And also, they definitely operate with consciousnesses that seem independent of Dorman. As so in, like, when you kill that thing, yeah. he gets free. Right. And I guess my question is if.
4: Their goal is to challenge that. Why do you think Dorman literally looks like a shadow of
3: the devil? Because that's the part... The that... Christian devil. <laughs> well, but this isn't a Christian story. In fact, I don't. there's not a lot of Christianity. Yet. And, of
4: course, the Bible itself does not describe the devil as having horns and a red tail and no, shit. That's but all... I, you know what I mean. Western culture's accepted depiction of the devil is pretty
3: clearly what he's calling to mind with Dorman. That's true, but well no i'm not sure if that's true like because like maybe it's just a minotaur other, i don't know where's the other christianity in this there isn't any like it's pretty devoid what of Western other christianity? what other elements of this are westernized oh that people
4: assume people associate having horns on your head as that, bad it scares yes. us that relates directly to i think the christian it devil. can yeah. yes what else I don't, that's it. I, right. And I'm like, are There's, we so sure it's a Christian image?
3: No, We're applying
4: that to it. It could be the shadow of a bull-like monster, right. and he didn't intend anything like that by it. I don't know.
3: Right. It's hard to say. I, I'm not certain that the good and evil are, are the categories we would apply I'll say to
4: this. It. I'm confident that Fumito Oeda is like a man in his 50s living in the world. Knows what the Christian devil looks De- like in cartoons and stuff.
3: <laughs> I, uh, yes, that doesn't mean that he means what we apply to it. Right, that's true. This, this is my only argument. Yeah, and uh, that's what there, I
4: love. I love that Japanese culture has such a presence in gaming because well, that's the there thing are particular was- games where you feel like you're learning about a different kind of vibe or tone that a west like it's the same reason people say i love foreign films yeah there's a different formulas at play than the ones that
3: we're all used to there's different symbology formulas yeah yeah that was the best thing about the game to me was the fact that it was not american Mm. or even european it was clearly asian or i'm assuming it's certainly foreign to america yeah he's japanese yeah so like the the landscape, the tone, the kind of story it is. Right. But all of that,
4: a Japanese person can be as American as apple pie. We're not just saying he's Japanese. We're saying he also seems to evince classical Japanese culture in his games in a way that is awesome because you're like, I get to feel like I'm experiencing some sort of cultural immersion. It
3: seems like it's drawing on different archetypes and symbology to me. That's why my favorite shit is like, yeah. And I worry about appropriation.
4: So like, I wouldn't, I know I can't necessarily do this, but I want to (laughs) write a movie or have someone write a movie, someone more suited. Launch a fantasy franchise that competes with things like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, but instead of drawing on European Arthurian legend and permutating out from there... Draws on Mayan folklore because Mayan folklore is my favorite, happens to be my favorite folklore. I think it has the coolest stuff in it. It
3: does feel like you need to have permission
4: for that. Oh, I know, but I'm saying anyone out there steal that idea like we need a triple A movie franchise with like the world tree
3: and Shibulba and shit.
4: It would be so cool.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I really liked that. I'm willing to say that I believe that the. Dormin is supposed to be evil. Dormin is supposed to be sure. evil. But I do think that it's it's way more morally ambiguous than I- yeah. any version of the devil I've seen in any game.
4: Although his exposition to them is like, and you locked me away because of the shit I did. It's like implied that it, whatever he did, it wasn't
3: good. It, it, it Right. Caused but them- also he has a valid grievance right it's it's, a, like, it's more like the and titan you story for a thousand years right later, yeah. it's it's like the grecian titan story yes. more than it is the like the biblical devil story you know
4: and or once again i must say it's the plot of ferngully as well i've never
3: seen ferngully i know oh ferngully is uh that.
4: what's his name who plays the devil in legends tim rice oh interesting from rocky or picture show is yeah. that the right name yeah, tim I think rice I, uh, I know the person you're thinking of Oi, I really hope, I'm going to double check it because he deserves the right name to be said and Tim Rice might be someone else. I'm just trying yeah, to Yeah, Tim Rice is an English author, an Academy Award, Emmy Award, Tony Award, and Grammy Award winning lyricist. That's right. Tim Rice works with Elton John. Who am I thinking of? Everyone's yelling it. Uh, who plays Tim Curry? I always do that because curried rice is something that I eat a lot. I always mix up Tim Rice and Tim Curry. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. And uh, in Ferngully, it's about Tim Curry as an evil oil monster that gets trapped in a magic tree. But then when we deforest that area and cut down that tree, he's free again and he pollutes the world.
3: Clearly, I'll have to watch this Robin movie. Williams
4: plays a bat Oh, Williams. Batty. That, I didn't know that. Batty. My name is Batty. My thoughts are erratic. Got something in the attic. He like he does a rap about how he's crazy and he's going to give you some comic relief.
3: <laughs> you know. Wow. Yeah, Fring- Fringoli never made it over to the Ganser house. I don't know what it is.
4: I just do love that uh, Robin Williams, they're trying to get him into cartoons and they're like a genie that can do anything as if by magic at any time. And then this one, to make a character that Robin Williams can inhabit because he's not going to stay on yeah. script, it has to be nuts. This is... This one was Batty was a bat who had had electrodes in his head, put in his head by scientists that are now like connected to TV satellites and randomly scramble around. It's just like you have to work so hard to make there be a character where you're like, okay, Robin, just spew some shit and we can work with it. We'll animate right. we'll it. We'll make in. it work. Yeah. We'll,
3: we'll give him a backstory where this is possible. <laughs> yeah, You got it, man. Uh, that's, that's fair. Do you have any other observations about this game we haven't reached or talked about yet?
4: Obviously not. I went on for four minutes about Ferngully just <laughs> to get us over the 45-minute mark. What was the
3: hair like in 2005? Because it looks great in 2018, but like, did it look good in 2005? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. it looks real good. That's impressive.
4: <laughs> I, that was, mon- I kept
3: thinking about that. Was like- the landscape looked not as good.
4: Sure, of course. But I think with the fog, it had kind of more of a romantic quality to it. The colossi looked... Just as compelling. Obviously there's a higher polygon count now or whatever. But you could make out runes, you could see individually moving bits of hair. You could the your imagination, like you knew what image they were trying to present. It was clear. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I always found it impressive that none of those none of those uh colossi seemed to have like a unique roar. You know what I mean? Like none of them had like Well they're mostly silent. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Like I kept imagining that, like in Jurassic Park, they would make that sound that the Brontosaurus makes now, or the the Brachiosaur. Excuse me. The turtle would be. Yeah, like the like, and then the music would swell. Yeah, (laughs) but they don't have any of those sounds. (laughs) They're just kind of
4: silently roaming the earth. They said it was a process of starting with what a normal game would have and then removing as many elements as they could get away with. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did at some point and had a meeting where Fumito was like. I don't even think we need the sounds. Yeah,
3: Cut the sounds. I'm sorry. Do you care about that lion roar? I don't care about (laughs) that lion roar. Cut it. (laughs) Yeah, Cut that lion roar. The game will be silent. But it's weird for a lion not to roar. It's not weird for a colossus not to roar. (laughs) It's normal. It's true because it's a stone. It has
4: no mouth. Right. What's it roaring with? I have no mouth, but I must roar. It's dormant
3: (laughs) spirit. Cut it. (laughs) (laughs) You're all cut. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so it's time to pass our last checkpoint. Blink, blonk blink. Yeah, the sword has drawn us to this final moment. Yeah. The light beam shines on our final question, Mm -hmm. to keep or to delete. The
4: the light shines directly at our horse, and we don't know what it means. (laughs) Must we kill our horse? Must we kill the horse?
3: (laughs) By the way, the amount of time you have to watch that horse hobble around on a broken leg at the end is like, I get it. The horse is injured. Like, just fix it. Like, let her magic it's fine or yeah. whatever. Please. like no I more. saw
4: a never-ending story. Uh, no I more. I saw
3: the horse sink into the swamp. I don't need more <laughs> sad horse shit. Like, from my understanding, every horse that's ever broken its leg needs to be shotgunned. Is that what's coming at the end of this that's story? my understanding from sitcoms and jokes. But yeah. But I hope that that's not true anymore. I don't know. Well, I didn't enjoy watching the hey, horse hobble around. If
4: you own racehorses out there, is it still legal? Follow-up question. Is it still common or accepted? Yeah. If you're a racehorse which you invested in and want money back from breaks its leg and can't race anymore, do you just shoot it? Is that
3: still what people do? Still the two barrel shotgun routine? Because there's lots of jokes about that, but most of those jokes are dated. I wonder if that's still the case. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah the old glue factory jokes. Are they? Is that based on anything? Yeah. Jello must be right.
4: Jello has hooves in it, but I always wondered: is that a horse that was killed or a horse that died? In which case, yeah does jello just come from like carcasses is it really old (laughs) rotten bad hooves like this horse owned these hooves for the duration of its full natural lifespan now you eat it you eat its
3: powdered we're not wasting that hoof that that horse died nobly now you eat your fucking jiggly hoof it's not hoof and
4: mouth (laughs) disease it is a hoof and mouth privilege
3: keep or delete As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access
2: to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers,
3: and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
2: My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In
0: response to attacks against Asian-Americans... Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community.
2: There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community.
0: Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.
4: Is that where we're at? We are, yeah. Keep it, baby! Yeah. Oh, and the queen's sword features prominently in Ico too I like I like I think the mythology is built very carefully and well
3: gently too yeah I'm gonna keep this game I thought about not keeping it but I can't think of another game that had this experience anywhere yeah. like I literally can't think of a single game that has even a remotely other than Breath of the Wild but Breath of the Wild came later I still think Breath of the Wild is better yep by a lot but I still that <laughs> this game's gotta get kept. and yet really I wouldn't
4: have been oh disu- oh wait Never mind. I forgot about the goddamn spirit animals in Breath of the Wild for a second. I was like, yeah. and yet it would have been even better if a couple of the bosses were giant mechanical animals that were also a level. And yet, and they, they are. were. Yeah, the Breath of the Wild has even more in common than with Shadow than I even remembered it at kept, first. Yeah. yeah,
3: it kept its dungeon thing. Yes. but but barely. And yet,
4: of course, Breath of the Wild is. Because there's just so much more material there, it's a sumptuous feast for many more hours than Shadow. Shadow of the Colossus is like an artistic short film if you compare it to like a standard game. Like
3: people complain about Breath of the Wild being empty. That's a thing I hear a lot. You're like, no, this shit yeah, is empty. Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> yeah. is the ultimate empty game. There's like, only the most of it.
4: 17 moving figures in the game world. Yeah. Yeah. The, I 16, mean, well, plus the I, you and the
3: horse, 18. And the, and the lizards. Oh, that's right. You know, like those lizards that are floating around. The one
4: collectible only, yeah.
3: <laughs> you have to kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great game. I, I'm glad you made me play it.
4: Yeah, and people write in and encourage Adam when he can find the time to finish Psychonauts because even though he's gonna pass on oh, it, he's gonna delete it.
3: Psychonauts. It's good to talk about Notice. games you hate and I why. Agree. I I think sometimes that's more interesting. I agree with that too. Uh, we'll finish Psychonauts. I'll, it's a little bit of a shame. It just now occurred to me. You know another spiritual successor to this game, Journey. Like Journey. Yes, Journey is Like yeah, we, we're gonna cover Journey at some point.
4: And the. Th- the brains behind Journey are equally fascinated with. They obviously sat around and asked themselves questions like, "But what is video gaming right. as a medium? Right. Well, it's interactivity. Well, what are forms of interactivity that can be played with? Like right. they're coming at it from
3: that what right. that end. Like I'm, I don't want to cover things like Flower. You know what I mean? Like I remember Flower. Yeah, but I don't want to cover like obscure things. Well, we're going to
4: do an indie bundle where yeah. we do like inside and Bastion, not necessarily those two, but some bundle Definitely of five inside. indie games that matter. Journey and inside for sure. I think Bastion's more important than journey, but you don't like Bastion. So you don't want to play no, it.
3: I played a little bit of it. Sure. I played about an hour of it. Did
4: you play their most? Well, as, as of this recording, I don't know if it's their most recent, but, um, fucking, what was it called? What about game? hollow
3: Knight? Can we, can we, yeah, can hollow
4: I talk you in the fantastic. hollow Knight or
3: don't starve? Play don't don't, starve
4: i think that don't starve is a far inferior version of flame in the flood i'd really want you to play flame in the flood
3: all right but but we're gonna but i'm putting some gans games on your calendar but
4: why do you i don't uh, i feel bad do you think that i'm picking indie games that i know you'll hate or like trying to i know you're not doing that no i know you're not doing that um and you know i played all of halo one and i hate that game do you hate (laughs) it for this show uh, you can check the episode. I'm pretty down I, on you it. Were, yeah, but it seems I like you a little bit of a bit. It, well, it's like I can watch a classic film. I can watch The Third Man. I sure. hate The Third Man. It sure. doesn't entertain me, and the twist I saw coming a mile away. I can go. I'm sure it's probably good, and I'm sure there's reasons you could explain that it's good. Uh, for me, Halo is like that. I'm like, okay, oh, I see why it's good. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair.
4: Um, That's, I remember. I just want to look this up real quick, and then we'll leave you guys. Adam, buy me 30 more seconds.
3: That's fair. I also want everyone to know that uh, he, I, I made Michael play Dead Space, and he made me play Fallout New Vegas.
4: Yeah, we go... That's what I'm saying is yeah, tell me if you forth. feel like it's imbalanced
3: because I would want to... Fallout New Vegas is a, a big, big chore, choreo guess It is. It is. But I'm going to make you play The Division 2, I think.
4: Make me play whatever you want, yeah. bro. That's I'm down. That's our job as doing Division this two. show. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's going to be a long... Supergiant Games is the name of the developer and their most recent game, Transistor. I really... Re- it's not Oh, yeah. Most, we were talking about that. It's not actually their most recent because they've also made Pyre and... Hades since but I really like Transistor. There was like a 3D I like, like a, Pyre too. Uh, Pyre's okay. It was was, the, it's a combination of like uh, a conversation game and a basketball game. It was bizarre. There was a
3: 3D <laughs> like space fighter game that was in the spirit of like like Gra- Gradius that came out with PS4 that was actually pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh, Freelancer? no it wasn't freelancer and I've it, it, like you went in the thing that was unique to this game was that you basically traveled in a moving circle that you could go either way around uh-huh. like a cylindrical circle like okay. that was the level uh, it was really cool and it's cheap maybe even free we should cover it because it was really good
4: let's just say this I'm not I'm not that much of an asshole because I'm not even making you include
3: Enter the Gungeon in the indie well, list. i played some Enter <laughs> the Gungeon. I just am not very good at it. Uh,
4: as even though, for me, that's the game that's most addictive to me. Like, yeah. I kill time playing it. There's not much to talk about. That's it's just thing. a thing. Well, it's like popcorn. I just I think, like it. <laughs> I,
3: I mean, like and certainly maybe the audience will be interested in this. Maybe they won't. I feel like we could do 20 minutes a game. Like, I feel like we could do 20 minutes oh, on Journey. Shit. We could do 20 minutes on Hollow Knight. We gotta
4: do Return of Obra Dinn, dude. It was so good.
3: Well, and maybe we need to do multiple indie bundles. But like... Eventually, but yeah. understand
4: that it takes us time to play all these things. Right. Yeah. Like,
3: maybe we need to cover Braid at some point. Oh, Braid definitely yeah.
4: should be covered. I think Lucas Pope is... a one of the at the forefront of indie gaming what about and the blind forest papers please and obradin Ori and the blind forest is really good i, would, I haven't played i talk about it it's okay. really fun um are we done i think so i think so
3: here's a bunch of things we might do
4: oh i remember yeah because you're talking about 3d space games i just got a shout out both because people will connect with me on it and i want to talk to people about it online yeah and uh it just takes me back man did you ever play homeworld no so if people like things like age of empires command and conquer starcraft oh, warcraft yeah. this was as far as i'm aware the first fully 3d rts you could rotate the camera you're in space you would tell fleets of ships go mine this build a platform here to construct a space station you would have like space fights that look like footage from star trek you know
3: it was 3d rts it's so fucking you- fun so I'm interested in the audience's opinion on like some of our upcoming episodes we're talking about doing. We're talking about doing a Subnautica episode. I'm arguing we should do an Assassin's Creed because we haven't We've, covered that at all we keep yet. keep dragging our feet on it. We got to. Yeah. We, we should do one of those and a Mass Effect. So yeah. Tell us what you're most like. How have you guys not covered this yet? But remember that we're not going to cover really obscure things to like for a while. Right, like we're gonna we're gonna gravitate toward things that are mainstream. For the I most like part.
4: a healthy mix. Like right now, we're covering Shadow of the Colossus. That's still Sales a fairly well known game. True, true, true. Which yeah. is why we would bundle indie yes. shit together. But I guess I just want to say, and maybe we will fight about this. Maybe sure. you don't agree. Let's see. I like a like eight to two. I guess I should say four to one ratio. Like I like every four regular or games, fifth or sixth episode to be something. I don't want people only to come to this show to for triple digest Red Dead Redemption 2, but also right. potentially to go, you know, I find myself agreeing with Adam more than Michael or Michael sure, more sure. than Adam, and Adam mentioned a game I never heard of. I bet
3: I'd like it. You right. know, I want that to be part of it. But, like, we have this, I mean, maybe people care about this, maybe they don't. We have this argument all the time. Like, I think the Edith Finch game that we covered was one of my favorite conversations we ever had, And yet we both were like, should we even bother doing this game because it's so obscure? And we haven't covered anything as obscure since.
4: Well, Edith Finch was behind the paywall. I'll have you know it just got re-released a couple days ago as um, of this recording to the general public.
3: I'm happy to hear that for the general public.
4: And it is sitting pretty at 5,700 listens, which puts it on par with all the other episodes around it. So I do think one-upsmanship, and I'm very grateful to be saying this, has reached a point where people are tuning in for us and our analysis, even mm. if they don't know that game per se. Fools. Very kind of them.
3: <laughs> no, thank you very much. We love we love having you guys um, But
4: yeah, if we mention games, also where you're like, no one's heard about that, no one cares, don't cover that, tell us in the comments. <laughs> right.
3: Right. And I maintain that uh, I'm still going to say no and cover Deus Ex instead. I've never played Deus Ex. I Six. just
4: played... Deus Ex Mankind divided all the way
3: through in the interest of being able to cover it for this podcast yeah. when the time comes. It is funny how many games you and I have played maybe thinking about maybe covering it and haven't yet. But also you know?
4: we cover games that we both completed five years ago and we still remember yes. well enough to cover. True. So these will become those. If you know what I mean. That's true. We'll in just five stock years, them away I'll be like. Fuck, I played all the way through Deus Ex just to cover it, and we yeah. never
3: did. Let's cover it now. <laughs> uh, Far Cry Primal? You think I like fucking rode those mammoths for no reason? Did we not release a Primal episode? No. We we covered Far Cry 5. Five with Dave Bell, I remember that. We haven't covered three either, which is, to me, the the most important. But look, there's
4: still, fr- like you said, if we haven't touched Assassin's Creed at all, I don't need to be going Far Cry 2, Far Cry 6. I agree. Right. We'll get there. I we'll agree with there. the Jedi.
3: On this matter, two or four, Which Assassin's Creed. Bye.
0: Hi, this is Kurt Whitsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast.
3: side check the back seat
2: check the back seat All right, come here check the back seat